Hello, everybody. Another Tuesday out here. Poetry Corner Universe, Poetry Corner World. Tonight, we give a tribute to James Andrew Emmanuel. We have a full cast tonight, some dope poetry by these dope poets. So I'm going to pass it on to you, Valerie, my co host. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Poetry Corner. We have a great show for you tonight. We have an excellent lineup and a wonderful tribute, which we will come back to. I would like to welcome you all to subscribe and like our page as well. If you'd like to hit the notification button, then you can be apprised of all future shows. We have an excellent lineup for you tonight, some wonderful poets, and we aren't going to stop. They're going to fire you up and keep you going. So. I would like to bring up Deep Thought Lyricist, Deep Thought the Lyricist. So welcome to Center Stage. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, sure, sure, sure. Um, so I go by Deep Thought the Lyricist. I hail from Madison, Wisconsin by way of Chicago, Illinois. I was born there, I live here. Um, I've been writing for a little over 20 years now. Um, very, very much so on and off, but I'm I'm on right now, so <laughs> I'm excited for this. All right, so I'll jump oh, into. Well, we're so excited that you could join us tonight. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here. I appreciate the invite to even come. So, yeah, make the most out of this. Okay, so um, I'll get into my first poem. Um, all of my poems kind of have a theme. Um, it's it's a progression over the course of my life and growing up and some of my influences and and things that have occurred in my life that have been really significant so um <clears throat> this first poem is called male role models the men i grew up around can be described as dope boys hustlers boss type Killing bottles of Remy, Henny, Gin, and all that shit gangster rap told us is what real N-words do. I remember one of them telling me during dope deals that I didn't see what just happened. My best friend saying school wasn't for him, so he dropped out. My cousins going off to the other room and locking the door and the aroma of weed filling the house where the kids play. But you can't take days off in the street. So in the night, they just smoke and drink till their minds fade. They taught me that every man is for himself. Be tough. Mess with as many women as you can. Dope rides and fly clothes, speeding down the road, answering two to three different phones. See, I thought I was cool when I was with them. Even though they limited what I could do and before anything got too real, they dropped me off. See, the men in my family always show glimpses of compassion. A hint of support to let you know they're still there, but that fast track kept them from consistency. My little cousin soaking it all up, wanting money. So them circling around to make that robbery was a roundabout that connected chain links to the youngins who longed to know what it's like to smoke weed and make exchanges for change, but not the right kind. So they only ended up being rich with issues. I went to visit my uncle in jail one time and he told me he was there for stupidity. At the time, I didn't know what he meant. And now the sands of time would often turn to quicksand. The older men would grab hold of the younger ones, consequently bringing them down too. 
We stand on the branches of our family tree every now and then somebody slips off or gets pushed in an attempt to save their own butts as we fall into a noose of lynching so my family stay crippling each other like they trying to dodge war drafts and I'm past the BS because I was the superstar who they wouldn't let succumb to the streets. But I admit, I like to throw hands whenever I had the chance. Hell, I partially did it to brag to them, but as I fought for acceptance, I realized this costume I was wearing made me weary early on and I wouldn't be able to keep up as things got wilder. So I became knocked down with fury without an outlet and my family thrives off anger and oppression, messed up toxic relationships and depression. I'm wondering what this tree was ever rooted to as I watch another member of my family's wrists laced with handcuffs, knocked down, chest punch, stand up. Knock down, chest punch. Now stand up and take it like a man. If you cry, we gonna hit you again. I want to step in and show some compassion through this counterproductive ravage. And I have an opinion to express from my young voice, but that don't matter in the hierarchy of a black family. We were beat as slaves to keep discipline and order. Then we carried those lessons down to our sons and daughters, but I can't tell you why. So I drop tears and cry, hoping the water from my fears will revive this family tree before it's chopped down for wood to make our caskets because what they're doing destroys life. Biting wood takes down the tree during a period where the term might eat the trunk from under us. Then we turn to dust as our generations dive face first into being completely forgotten. Woo. All right, brother. Incredible. That's what's up. That is what's up. Right? Thank you. Thank you. All right. We have an amazing show. We are not going to stop. But at this time, I would like to thank our host, King, for bringing us live here once again and this incredible channel. I would also like thank to thank our producer, Quentin, who you don't see, but he's the magic behind the curtain making this all work. With that, I would like to bring up Nathan center stage hello welcome what's going on hello everybody oh. going on everyone my name is nathan nicholas what 20, 27 year old spoken word artist from toronto ontario and it's a pleasure to be back with you guys the poetry corner and i wanted to get right into this um this first piece that is not necessarily, I didn't write this because of James Emmanuel, but I have a piece that coincides with a piece that he wrote called Poet as a Fisherman. And um, I wanted to read an excerpt, just the first three lines of the poem, and then go get into my piece. Um, Poet as Fisherman by James A. Emmanuel. It starts off as I fish for words to say what I fish for. Have catch sometimes. So this is a piece I have called Off Key, and um, I feel like you'll get the gist. Slightly off key must mean there's enough soul to control this moment. L is for the lack of presence when I float through worlds. 
so it's as if the trips are redundant. I want to be unforgettable like Cole. Not Jermaine, but Nat King. This fat the eve that his dogs took their toll. But there's enough soul, since it's slightly off-key. Cream-colored boats full of building blocks, softer than Lego, harder than Pablo's skull, and I bet the bar is still even higher when the oddity would be everyone makes it in. Wayne and Alicia have me floating, but Tierra Wack in hieroglyphics takes the win. My idols are in the air. The ones who resemble them don't play fair. It's kind of weird. The ones with beards are usually queer and love to glare, but it's still fair. The game of choosing your heart carrier by 35. I don't care about peaches or eggplants if your brain doesn't spread love or know it's alive. I've begun to wear thin. I have no desire to stop walking in this way. My armor is tin. My patience is thin. My love is in. Here. See this can of oil? Call it permission to grin. It's not fake. My motor still runs. I don't smile as hard these days. And my piano drinks gin. And that's why it's slightly off key. But it must mean that there's enough soul. Both of the Franklins that innovated music passed down the torch to the humans who know. I say humans because you have to remember not one of us are perfect. Yes, I'm telling you it's a feeling to address, but don't dwell on the fact that you're nervous. Building bridges that are... And everyone knows in different ways to turn them into buying bullshit and faking love and faking hate to please everyone but yourself. Netflix gave a new meaning to chill, but now the segregation of souls feel like self-help. O is for optimism adjacent. V is for vegan food when I'm bored. E is for Ecclesiastes. Yes, I mastered these, and for some reason, I'm proud of the sword. It's a tad vague, but I'm showing you my hand. If you don't hem me up, I get off scotch free. It's got to be the soul for you not to need control, and in this moment, it's okay to be off-key. <laughs> Oh my goodness sakes. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Uh, this crew is handpicked because we just knew the fire that they were going to bring tonight. And we're so thankful that they could all join us together. I'm Valerie Lorraine. I'm your co-host. And right now we're bringing Eric Callum center stage. Hey, hey, what's going on, King and Valerie? How y'all doing? Excellent. So happy you could be here. I am honored to be here amongst such poetic, uh, regal. It's like the hierarchies here. Our fellow De Deadly Pen and uh, mm -hmm. Nathan, man, I just, as soon as I saw you were on here, I had to check out your work and I was inspired. I'm humbled. I'm really humbled. Yes, indeed. Would you like to let everybody know where they can find you on social media and anything that you have going on? Yeah, I intentionally put my handle and my name at Eric Kellum. So if you go to IG or Eric Kellum on Facebook or Twitter, you can uh, check me out. Um, Monoloa tree. That's M-O-N-O Loa tree. Like you replace the P with the L. Monoloa tree, all one word, is a poetic album that I have out on iTunes or YouTube or even you Android folks. I don't know how y'all listen to music. But I'm sure you'll be able to get it there as well. Um, and it's a combination of monologue and poetry. Oh. All right. Well, that is so interesting. Um, now show everybody why they should come and follow <laughs> you. <laughs> no pressure. <Play> <laughs> um, 
in honor of um, James Emanuel, uh, most of my pieces will deal with us Black folk. Um, he left the country and vowed never to come back at one point. And um, he might have felt something like this. It's called, this song wasn't made for me. Oh, say, can you see? <laughs> Look, I can't see a thing. You label me unpatriotic. You demand that I stand for a song of your choice. You're steamed when I don't stand. But are you pressed to hear my voice? You're going to respect this song even when this song don't respect you. <laughs> Is this true? I mean, honestly, answer me. Could you truly give a song reverence and honor if its songwriter blatantly disregarded you and your mama? For the land of the free. free. <laughs> are you kidding me? In 1814, did anyone like me look like we were free and the home of the brave? Hmm. Now, Key got that part right. In 1814, a slave had to be brave to escape in the dark of the night. Dear Mr. President, please listen carefully. Please understand from here on right now until I've reached the promised land. When this anthem ever plays within my ear span, I choose not to stand and connect my heart to my hand because this anthem wasn't made for me. And don't you dare label me unpatriotic. It is unpatriotic for you to disregard my right to peacefully protest a song that only truly applies if you're white. It is unpatriotic when you use your upper hand to bully and black mommy if I don't stand. This nation seems confused and so we get a little delusional when we label liberties as unpatriotic, but then we honor symbols that are really psychotic. It was unpatriotic for nine states to rebel against the president's decree just because confederates didn't agree that slaves should be free 650,000 dead this wasn't a peaceful protest this was psychotic but we honor the men and women that wanted to make sure that slavery endured and we reverence a song that condemned enslaved people that only fought just so they could be equal then we see the mini sequel with the insurrection grown white men having tantrums because they lost an election and what's the penalty of their terrorism a year or two away from their wives y'all know y'all know if black folks had raided the capital uh, they would have taken our lives at one point they said that blacks didn't have souls i'm beginning to wonder when this question this country had one the things that are right we call wrong we elect weak leaders because they talk so strong the things that are, are are shameful we give praise we need to look at ourselves and change our ways look since the anthem was made for you but it was never made for me and i understand that standing brings value to you but please understand when i stand it feels fake to me and if you don't understand that's cool that's cool pray for me pray for me anyway because anytime this song gets any play i will graciously take a knee and pray that we can be a we and not a you versus me and pray that we can make amends to stop making this country hate again and again and again, because the anthem you claim to me is stained and it's clear that racial pain still remains. Yet in my ideal brain is ingrained a thought, a theory of what a healed nation like us, what us, yes, the U.S. could truly be. But for right now, from what I see, <laughs> this song right here, it, it was never made for me. And I think our ancestors felt the same as they discovered a new song to sing Oh, say, can you sing a song full of the hope that our dark past has taught us? Word life. Incredible. Oh, ah. All right. <clears throat> That's I what's heard up. That. Oh. 
fire truck's over here. We're going to make sure the fire trucks don't come. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, so at this time, what I'm going to do is ask that King come back center stage. And King, if you want to do that, um, that intro now, that would be a great time. Yes. James A. Emanuel, a poet, an educator, a critic who published more than a dozen volumes of his poetry, actually with 13 books. Much of it after his frustration with racism in the United States helped motivate him to move to France, where he died on September 28th. He was 92 years old. His death was confirmed by his nephew, Jim Smith. Mr. Emmanuel, who grew up in Alaska, excuse me, Nebraska, wrote prolifically and to study approval for more than half a century. But he is not as well known as many writers who share space with him in anthologies of African-American literature. Geography is and his inclination to stand apart played a role. He taught at City College in 1960, where he started the first class on black poetry, wrote academic studies on Langston Hughes and other black writers. And he mentored young scholars, including Addison Gale Jr. I'm gonna go into a piece by him called Jazz Anatomy. Everything is jazz, snails, gels, rails, tails, Males, females, snow white cotton bells. Knee bone, thigh, hip bone, jazz slips, you percussion bone, classified unknown. Slick lizard rhythms, cigar smoke tunes, straight gin, sky lace with double moons. Second chance rhythms, don't give up riffs. Jazz gets high, off camp, but an F. James Andrew Emmanuel. Thank you. Thank you for that, King. Well, thank you. All right. We aren't going to stop here, but I do want to take just a quick second to let you know we are the Poetry Corner on YouTube. Please go ahead and like and subscribe to our page. Hit that notification bell so you get notified of all of our shows. Also, we have a Facebook page, The Poetry Corner. If you are a poetry lover, you are welcome to drop in and see all of the great posts. If you're a poet, please go ahead and join. You're more than welcome to drop your poetry, your goings on, your events, if you're dropping a book, all of those things. We'd love to be able to celebrate you and your art in this wonderful page. And for everybody out there, we're seeing your comments and we are so thankful that you've dropped in to join us. Keep those comments going because we have more poetry. Here comes Deep Thought, the lyricist again. All right, all right. Round two. <laughs> um, <laughs> this next poem I have uh, is called Dragons. Um, I won't give too much background. I just do it. I don't like to give too much on the poem. I want y'all to listen. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> My entire life seemingly held curiosity for the mystique and magic of dragons. So that's where I planted myself firmly, discerning the otherworldly things I seemed to encounter. Sitting below the counter staging, a sit-in with my out-of-body experience has me out my body peering into fear itself, the mouth of a dragon. I wonder why their insides don't melt if they breathe fire and my insides are cold. So maybe my words cold like ice and that's why. I think my heart stopped beating. 
like the landing wings of a dragon and it sat right next to me, spoke in low tones because this depression song was sung by tenors and bass. It's loud like the dragon's roar. I say goodbye to you on the phone. And I meant it. There was tough skin, but even that is susceptible to forceful penetration of my stability. Dragons are colored like gunmetal that shot a fireball through his head. It went directly into the pass across her wrists in that bathtub because outside the castle was a moat and everybody that steps in it drowns and I'm wet with grief, ready to jump in too. If you hadn't found me, the dragon surely would have taken me away, never to be seen again, and he will engulf me in this hypersexual mentality that sees me funneling my anger into pleasure. So now pain is pleasure and pleasure is pain, but I can't distinguish between the winged dragons and the ones that can't fly. I wanted to be a dragon. I sat on my kitchen floor thinking, my veins are holding me back. So I'm trying to cut them loose so I can begin to take off. I wanted to knock on heaven's door, although I'm told dragons are dangerous. So I'm kept at the gate next to them. Smoke and mirrors, that dragon is admiring its reflection because it doesn't have one. Cut to a different scene where the dragon is popular. Cut to another scene where she hid the knives and I found them and hid my own. She never sharpened them, so the feeling was dull. Cut to another scene where we rewind the cutting to make more cuts. Cut to the scene where the pills made it through my body. The dragons fed me more, so I flushed it down the toilet. Cut to another scene where dragons got to me first. And I was transformed, trying to look beautiful because I'm headed towards suicide. And, and they really make you look good when you die. We've done so many cuts that the film is bleeding biographies and that's plural because these nightmares wouldn't stop coming. So I accepted my fate, mounting the dragon for us to go away because it's easier to deal at a distance. I breathe fire and burn the people around me because pushing isn't sufficient enough. I curl, I curl into a ball because there's something artistic about a dragon that dies but still can't stop the pain. All right, brother. All right. Amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to support these artists on their home social media. We will be reminding you later on in the show where that is, and it will be in the caption when this is posted. I'm going to bring Nathan back up center stage. I got to go after that. You got to go after that, but you can hold your own. <laughs> All right. Can you tell I'm Aggie? I pay my bills, then fuss about being broke. It's normal, but haters gonna say it's Photoshop. The smile I plaster on every time I sing my song. Can you tell I'm anxious? 24 seven? I'm so frustrated. I rebuke that in the name of Big Boss who art in heaven, but my art seems to be the only way I can reach out. 
I put it on my tombstone. I'll die before I coon for clout. Can you tell I'm hungry? I'm eating two times a day, but enough to feed a bus of Nikki Parkers. It's gluttony. I'm trying to release a Can you tell I'm weary? I stay on live every night, hoping that some stimulation will help me sleep at night because it gets dark when I'm lonely. So I shed light on the homies, promote peace before I stir the pot and cause war in the world. I protect my craft. I'll never show my work to another nigga. People are too ungrateful. They only want you as a box that they open when they feel like. But who's Pandora? It's king to you, king. We show respect and love on this side, even if we've been hurt. It's called humility. He ain't no need to bleed on fresh linen. It's been 20 months, but 25 seems like I'm earning a degree in discipline and time management. I can tell you where the savage went. Just know I was darker than ever in this jail, and it's not because of the lack of filament. I'm doing 26 to life. I need to know where the feeling went. I'm breathing shorter and laughing longer. No pressure, friend, but I'm getting shaky. I don't want to be a nag, but could you pass my book bag? <laughs> Can you tell I'm about to go ghost? Boom. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that was intentionally Nathan. We have so much more show to go and we are not going to stop for anything. Here we go with Eric. Yo, these pins are causing me to abandon my plan. <laughs> I'm just catching the vibe. Right. It's all your fault, Deep Thought. <laughs> and then Nathan, man, okay, so we just going to throw the script out the door. Let's go. Here's a haiku to start it off. The war in me. Okay, let me backtrack. Rewind. This is my ghetto haiku because me and Deep Thought have a debate over haikus. So it's 17 syllables, but I might cheat a little. Anyway, the war in me, I'm with the whore in me. I sell myself short. I got to do this soul work so I can let this soul work. I'm told that Christ is my help. I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting this midlife crisis, God help. This life is at times a mockery. I feel these unrealized dreams, hopes, and desires ganging up like bullies, mocking me, teasing me. The fears of failure and inadequacy won't stop jockeying me and, and squeezing me. The thoughts of your too late E keep sweating me, aiding and abetting me into this pity party that I host. They gradually coast me into this sunken place. It's a drunken space without even one drop of a drink, yet I'm intoxicated by this toxic self-hatred as I personalize the remix of a Deborah Cox ballad. How did you get here, E? You're not supposed to be here. Nah. Now, to be clear, I fear that my position in this piece might be misunderstood or rather misdiagnosed. I mean, to be clear, I confess that I'm blessed and my blessings are better than most. And I'm not saying that the boast, but while my soul is presently feeling restless, I, I don't ignore my blessed life checklist. See, I live a fairly stress-free life. Check. I've got a beautiful, sophisticated, incredible life. Check. Five amazing kids. Check, 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 check. I telework from the crib way before COVID. Check. Making decent paycheck. And I get to hide away in a nice size pad. Check. My heavenly dad has really smiled on me. Check. Why is my soul frowning? 
I ungrateful? No, no, not really. But really, I am a little hateful, hating, resentful, regretful, constantly contemplating. Did I miss it? Did I piss it down the pot? Am I damned within it like Hamilton? Did I throw away my shot? Have you ever appear successful to others, but it's only because others are yet to discover that whatever you were successful for, you had pre-designed in your mind that you could have done so, so, so much more. Have you ever tasted a dream, saw a dream so clear that you could just touch it, grab it, take it? Well, 25 years ago, I saw where I'd be right now, and that dream never manifested. And with wasted years, I embraced the fears. I tasted tears that the dreamer in me and all those possibilities I guess I second guessed it. I faked and finessed it. I messed around minding everybody's business. Did I miss minding my own business with a business mind? And it got to the point that these dreams would pound down the door to warrant me, but I, I never served them notice. And now they torment me with no hopes of ever becoming real and no guaranteed warranty. So now I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the realm of a pseudo societal suicidal success haunted by the possibilities of what can never be. And as depression starts to cave in, I've become a slave to this nine to five existing movie, barely breathing, but not really alive, unexplainably experiencing these dreams, slowly dying inside. And this usually gets to a point where a soul gets frantic and points to pleasures and pain relievers to appease an eternal panic, like dressing 20 years younger or buying a sports car for fun or turning into a whoremonger to appease a dreamless hunger or getting lost in video games because life is a game, but I keep losing. This is confusing. I've got to get away. I've got to escape this old soul that's growing to be, even if it means hurting those closest to me or just relieving my life of this misery. No, wait, no, wait. This cannot be what I become. Please, God, don't let my soul get numb. My soul hurts. I, I keep fighting, trying to make my soul work. I, I'm told that Christ is my help. I'm fighting this midlife crisis. God help. I know that I can do all things through Christ, right? But Jesus, why is my life not aligned with you? Why is my mind not aligned with the mind of you? I'm over here so fighting around, soaking blind. It's true. But if I, if I take a step back and open up my real eyes and stop believing all these real lies. Do you understand the things I start to realize? I've realized that life is not just what you make it. No, no, no. Life is what you learn when you didn't make it, especially when you thought you would, when you failed fabulously, when you never thought you could. Life is embracing the valleys and redefining the peaks and not overlooking the summit that is right there at the bottom of your feet. Life is appreciating the small victories after the major defeats and understanding that when you're still standing, that's a victory and a feat. Life is a gift. That's a remedy for a crisis. Life is a gift. And watch this. <sighs> Breathing air is priceless. Life is a gift. And I don't even have a clue who would move swiftly to walk in my shoes and give us a chance to you. And I think I realized that through me, my ancestors' dreams have been realized, and I feel I've disregarded blessings by procrastinating instead of real, living real life. And I think I realized, I may not realize my dreams while I'm alive. <laughs> but if I invest in my kids realizing their dreams, then I keep the dream alive. And that, that's a solid investment. And that's taking a midlife crisis and redefining it into a midlife assessment. All right, well, anyone who has yeah. kids <laughs> just got the message. <laughs> they just got the memo. Woo, that was some power.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are so thrilled to have these wonderful guests, and we are not going to let them stop. We got at least one more round, and due to timing, our show is one hour from start to finish. They will all be presented with their social media handles in the caption when this is posted, so you will know where to find them. But let's just keep on going here and see how far we can get. Back to Deep Thought, the Lyricist. I know we're on the clock, so I'm gonna get to it. <laughs> this poem is called Who Cries For Me. <clears throat> I've been working this grave shift. They say I ain't shit. I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly past the... Well, here we are again in talks with self, arguments, disagreements, disbelief or believing that grieving is right around the corner where death is, I get it. It's a bit morbid, but walk with me because my life is filled with smiles and laughter, but mostly there's no joke. I'm in my bag absorbing punch lines, but there's no boxing me in, who's crying now? Not me, because my tears flow through open eyes. They tell me to stay woke. Like I ain't had insomnia all my life. So everything I go through is a walking dream or pacing nightmares, screams and night tears belting out from, from my hallucinations of sleep deprivation. Don't stop now. Keep walking. Step by step, I'm going to grant you access into my inception. Some of these places are flipped upside down and that's for aesthetic purposes. Gives purpose. Shit's working. Don't touch that. Leave me surface. And I swear I must be a fish because it's hard to breathe in the toxicity of being up here. But I ain't Aquaman. My flow's different. I'm out of this world and I just need space to let this pen show why. If you and I verse, it'll prove my star power conjures no comment comment on the fact that we simply would or that I'm different. My struggles are vicious. If this were up to me, then we simply wouldn't be in this. But while we are here, I have something to get off my chest. You're listening, but are you ready yet? See, I done been through so much, even helping others triggers me. So shoot your problems this way to see if we meld together. Aim right to see if this target you to a point where things are patched up on the road of life. I'm looking at the sky, wondering where this rain is coming from because it's not touching the top of my head. I must be broken because my eyes are always leaking. And this condensation is forming under my eyelids, but I can't let one drop because they'll start to think I'm human. A nuisance. This has been news since I proved tense is the only way I tighten up my act and stress is fixated on toning up my back. So I ask, will you, Valerie, drop a tear for me? How about you, King? What will you remember me by? They know deep thought. They don't ask about Arsenio. Depending on the room, they ignore the deep thought and address me as if we are in a classroom. They never get the last name right. At least they actually want to hear you guys' poems. Once upon a time, they only wanted my voice and they loved how their names came out of it. It was all they heard. Ask them to give you a title of one of my poems. Spit a line you remember, a word. Don't call me on your fucking stage. Don't ask for my peace so you can hear your own voice compliment. Don't go there unless you're ready to understand me. I'm not here to just hang out. So don't invite me to anything unless you can prove that you got tears. 
real ones. They can't be fabricated like internet lives. I don't think half of you exist on the other side of this. What kind of poet are you outside of the comfort of your home? Are you a voice on Clubhouse? A face on Instagram, text on Twitter, or are you figments of imagination like blue dogs and white men apologizing for taking advantage of the moment, trying to push more BS in your ear? What do you fear? Why do I ask so many questions? Hold on. Let me take another shot of this drink. It's because I'm deep thought. I'm here to make you think and drive you into inception to change your perception. And thus far, nothing to my recollection could have you being your true self. So keep personifying these words you're teetering in between, revealing split personalities because you're one person here, but nobody in reality. The shit's abnormal. Look at your phone and listen to the way this poem sets you up like a thriller that you didn't even know you were in. The twist is you think I'm on the other side of the phone, but I'm right there with you as real as your reflection. Now do you see the difference? When you listen to this poem again and catch the shit you miss, think family deaths. It's the same event, but each time hits different. Now listen, I felt that yes, fire right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. There's not Happy much to say out. about this group. This just is... Um, more than we could have ever hoped for. You guys are blowing the stage on fire. So um, I am Valerie Lorraine. I'm your co-host. I am the author of Falling and Soon to Be Released, My Life Untitled. We will get into more poetry and find out from each of these poets, again, where you can follow them. Nathan, come back on up to the stage. This is for the husband, the wife, who just can't get it right, but they refuse to give up because they've spent so they stay ready to lunge forward but somehow always back into a knife the kids are worried the neighbors they've learned to tune them out bystanders scurry and the ups driver stops coming around the kids are worried there is no failure when God's in town, but if Cain stabs Abel one more time, Starboy will be heaven bound. They call it love. That emotion that conquers all. The reason why basket cases ball and she's going through withdrawals because her drawers are in the front seat, but she did not take them off herself. No, she didn't. He didn't ask if it was all right, but she didn't even cry for help. She should have called me on God. I would have been there in less than 60 minutes. This hour has 22, but credit viewed my debit limit. That's 38. 
My best friend's in danger. I'm killing everything. 5, 11, 5, 0, 2, 5, 0, 1, 20, and 4. She better be glad I'm the transit king. Best friend, I'm here now. Where they touch you? This hawk on Atlanta sting. No, this hawk makes choir directors shake. The whole state of Alabama will sing. I'm on my bay and done that shit. Every who cares if he did it in vain <laughs> that's my best friend that's big sis he didn't have a right so he forced himself till she left okay well i'm donald trumpet with the pussy i don't care he's getting stretched let me find out he tries to call her phone again let him try and make amends scary men are lonely men and they don't have any friends you're on your own the world is cold and there's blockage all in the vent so parents treat your children right and tell them don't trust any friend i said parents if you're gonna let them make their own mistakes, you better teach them how to fight. We shouldn't have to worry if our brothers and sisters make home all right when we just learned that black boys look blue when we're under the moonlight. I said, I shouldn't have to wonder if my best friend almost got raped last night. I would have beat that black boy blue. You would have thought you were watching a scene of moonlight, but okay, I know I shouldn't condone violence, but demons are a real thing. Tempting everybody to be naughty. Lucy wants us all to sin, but we ain't in the sky much less chilling with diamonds. For cents, but mostly dollars or a lira galore by the ounce, all because our dukes are too busy taking all their anger out. Oh, y'all forgot. This wasn't a message for the rape victims of life. This is for the stubborn husband who all of a sudden stopped loving his wife. The kids are watching free promo on how to get away with murder. The eldest is clocking every move, Tina. Feeling like Turner. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Watch your mom's blood pressure. Her chest is vacant. Her heart is weak, but she is still the... ...child. Love louder. Pray harder. You not know it yet, but you are the fire starter. You can change this whole world if you would only rap longer, paint faster, sing stronger, act with passion and dance with hunger. We can all be great. Although privilege reminds us every day that bench riders are still on the team, and I guess that's what they call fair play. I only say that so you can hear me say, be the best you until your hair turns gray. Show compassion at all times and love will follow suit. You won't need a meeting with hurt, eh? I said, and you'll get the, recipro you'll get the reciprocity. Catch the word, another thing. We gotta stop shaming those men and women in our lives that are a little more masculine or feminine than others. You want a bound trade? That's backwards as fuck, but that's another poem for a different day. This is for the single feeling husband and the power driven wife who just can't get it right who don't see that their actions are repeated by offspring at night this is for everybody who's pretty much used to the fight we have scars that nobody has seen so it's nothing to get backstabbed with a knife i said this is for the ones who by force sleep all day and stay up all night they say the darkest comes before dawn so that means we are that much closer to the i was gonna have to repeat it Every person on this live has purpose, but it's on you to believe it. So don't worry about the cold hearts you met last week. It's a brand new season from the husband 
and wife who are still trying to get it right, their firstborn brings you greetings. All right. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. Incredible. Incredible. Such a deep message. You guys have all brought incredible messages tonight and just... Whew, that one hit different, though. I got to tell you that much. Uh, we're going to bring Eric right back up to the stage here. Black woman, I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to use you. I never knew how to love you. I know it sounds like an excuse. It's true. I've been a poor excuse of a man. I abused you because I never really saw you. I solely saw myself penetrating past your gates into the comforts of your cozy abode, insisting it to be my own comfort zone while ignoring the inconvenient illness I infectiously inflicted into your soul. Black woman, I apologize. I never meant to hurt you. I didn't know how to protect you. I didn't know how to respect you. I know it sounds like an excuse. It's probably useless to explain to you the rationale of my brain. I'm tempted to refrain from even uttering an explanation except for the fact that I need freedom and am hoping for a pardon through the journey of this shameful confession. My confession is my obsession with your body and I'm sorry your soul and spirit were like batteries. I never knew they were included in your package as I damaged them with emotional assault and battery. Black woman, what, what can I say? I... I never meant to hurt you. I want you to know I heard you. I never knew how to love you. And I, I don't mean to make excuses. I mean, I wanted to love you, but I was never trained to love you. I was never trained to love my my enslaved male predecessors were perpetually predisposed to mate, procreate, and relocate. Did you did you hear that? No, no, I'm not making an excuse. Can you understand? Mate, procreate, relocate. Okay, let me demonstrate. It was typical. It's true. It's what so many black male slaves were blackmailed to do. Black males had to mate with multiple black females. In detail, black males got a whole lot of tail just to multiply for the multiplication of more slaves, mate or die. Many black men never knew a lifelong language of love. And if love was ever found, it was quickly lost, robbed, stolen. Black men witnessing slave owners raping their own women on their own wedding beds. Many black husbands and fathers being separated from families, sons and daughters, traded away only to be repurposed to reproduce more slaves without any fatherly responsibility. Hmm, sounds familiar. And when a black man eventually managed to maneuver into a manifestation of emancipation, we were mandated to be free legally, technically, but on the technicality that a black man could easily be manned down, belittled to be a boy by a white man at any given moment, I guess we would call that manslaughter. And under the stress and scrutiny, with no mental health awareness month back then to encourage men to heal in war against a generationally cursed mentality, free black men just continued to order what was on the racially systemic menu. Mate, procreate, relocate. I'll have what he's having. Mate, procreate, relocate. I'm horny and hurting, crying and laughing. Mate, procreate, relocate. I treat my women like objects. Mate, procreate, relocate. Your honor, I never raped her. She wanted it. I object. Mate, procreate, relocate. I mean, my predecessors did it, so why shouldn't I? Mate, procreate, relocate. I mean, sometimes this sex is all I got to get by. Even after slavery, a man's 
body was still in bondage sexually and this sexual bond aged from one man to the next from father to son from decade to decade from generation to generation and now black women and children reap the residue of sinful seed sown into black men that we sold into them that i sold into you black woman it's on me it's on me i'm not trying to make excuses and blame your reality and my real problems on slavery i accept my responsibility i just want to be the first responder when it comes to your trauma but i have a question pacify me why does it feel like every other ethnicity seems to be doing all right but black people for the best of me i can't seem to see why we can't seem to get it right does that even seem right black woman forgive me please please forgive me i i never meant to hurt you i i i want you to know i heard you but i know how to be intimate with you I don't know even know what intimacy means. I, I don't know how it feels. I, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how to be vulnerable with you because I don't know how to be vulnerable with me. I'm over here. I'm over quantified to sex you, but I'm underqualified to love you because I'm deficient when it comes to loving you. I have been trained, trained, made, forced to hold my tears, suppress my fears. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. I always hear that the definition of manhood projected onto me has hooded my non-toxic masculinity and bondaged me into a muscular mammal with a dick, a caveman that only finds contentment in dwelling in your cave, expressing no emotional intelligence. Emotions are irrelevant. And all that's relevant to me is your body. I'm sorry, black woman. I'm so sorry. Black woman, I'm so, so sorry. I never meant to hurt you. I never knew you deserved to be treated like my sister. To not just admire your womanhood, but to respect it. To not just delight in your beauty, but to protect it. Even when you don't protect, protect or respect yourself, I rejected to acknowledge you as somebody's daughter. I took advantage of your despair, your depression, your desperation from the void of your father. I forsook for seeing you as one day being someone's mother. The way I treated you, would I want those disrespectful acts acted on my own mother, black woman? I'm so sorry that I'm so sorry. I know I've said so that so much that you think that I'm just sorry. And I don't know how to get better. I know that I'm better. Because I don't find the value of just saying sorry anymore. Oh I, I think that took some energy out of you there. That was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible. Here we go. Definitely I fly, would like to guess. I would like to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We still have just a little bit more here before we sign off. I'd like to remind you to like and subscribe to this channel so that you find all of the notifications that you need. And please also hit the notification bell so that you can be apprised of all the new shows that we have coming. Trust me, we're working hard to make sure that we get everyone of the best poets that we can find out there together. Um, I would like to thank Deep Thought Lyricist, Intentionally Nathan, and Eric, who unfortunately dropped off the screen. Um, at this time, I would like to welcome King up so that he can give his views on tonight's show. And hopefully, if I can convince him to grace us with one of his pieces before we sign off. Yeah, thank you, Valerie. Appreciate that. I'd just like to say everybody was amazing, dope, fly, fresh. Yeah, I definitely brought it in. 
and uh, also Eric. I know he's not here, but he's probably listening. So uh, what an amazing job you've done tonight. And uh, we'll get right into it. It's piece titled Decent Deception. Invisible thoughts read. My culture is rising. These races still hating in hindsight by hiding. Here's a description of your position. It's not living. It's a shameful liability of who you are within division. We see outside of sleep while you creep and try to sneak. Behind our back delusions of facts, our stand is strong and never weak. Yet God is demi. Believe you'll get staked with verbal lines. Freedom of speech is mine. Fifth Amendment, Ben signed. The crime is how you utilize your license in your favor. Not even management know about your weird uh, behavior. My prayers within my tribe is on hope, faith, and survival. People of right or wrong can bond never be lied to. So while you take a bath inside your craft that you practice, I have eyes that kill vibes and close curtains, you broken actress. So when you return from being discarded and brokenhearted, just know we borrow simple-minded people dearly departed. King. Woo. Incredible. Thank you so much. And is that at everyone of your books, sir? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Must be well, one of the future. Yeah. I'm King Atterbury. I can be found on IG, King Atterbury Inc. And like I said, I'd like to thank everybody again for showing up and tuning in out there in Facebook and YouTube world. And, uh, Stay tuned for next week. Valerie, you have anything more to say? I would like to thank everybody for joining us. You, um, the, uh, the three of you gentlemen just rocked it. You knocked our socks off, and I'm, I'm still burning up from the fire that you are breathing there. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm Valerie Lorraine. You can find me on Instagram at Valerie Lorraine underscore poetic author. And we will see you next week. We have lots more shows for you to enjoy. Good night. Peace.